there's shows I can recommend openly. And then there's some that I have to just recommend because of how odd they are. I'll admit today's show, not one that I would have watched because I initially saw trailers, wasn't too fond of it. Finally took the dive. We've got a school filled with gambling and a main character whose effusive outbursts make perhaps watching this with others a little uncomfortable. I'm Tom. I got Danielle here with me. And let's talk Kakagurui. Now, you may be thinking effusive. Tom, good use of a word that no one uses. Well, I'll tell you what. During a little bit of uh, pre-gaming here for the podcast, I just so happened to go to Merriam-Webster's Word of the Day, and it perfectly went with today's show. You can't write this stuff. You want to know, what is the word in its definition? Effusive, marked by an expression of great or excessive emotion or enthusiasm, which to the T, absolutely goes with today's show. Oh, yeah. Everything about the show is is effusive. Yeah, as (laughs) mentioned. This is one that hit Netflix a little bit ago. What was the first year? 2017, Mm -hmm. right? I had seen trailers, you know, Netflix, when it wants to push a show, it wants to push a show. And I wasn't having it. I don't think not even Netflix. I was seeing stuff on Instagram, other places, the really awkward scenes with like girls getting off with their gambling and stuff. And I was like, hmm, hmm. Okay. I see you, but I don't really know if I want to watch you. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are reviewing the show because we ended up taking the plunge. Yeah, it certainly helps that we only have one Roku stick and our LG TV doesn't have a Crunchyroll app on it. Dinner rolls around. We're going to go eat in front of the TV. Yeah, we do that. I don't care about judgment here. And Netflix. It makes it easy. It makes it easy. So we saw it. And and it's got the lovely skip the intro button, which is clutch. It is clutch, especially when you're destroying a show. Yeah. Little sneak peek to a future episode. We finally watched Erased. Goodness gracious. All in one sitting and man, was it good. So good. But that's for another day. Danielle, give us a little bit of knowledge on Kakagurui here. Sure. So it takes place at a private academy and the student body is based on wealthy and privileged kids all across Japan. And I use the term school lightly because it seems like it's more of a gambling den than any institution institution for learning. Oh, yeah. Never no, once do I see a teacher, a... Well, I just think the show is not showing it because, <laughs> frankly, these kids aren't even paying attention in class, I don't think. True. I just think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so the show focuses on Jabami Yumiko, and she's a new student in season one, is introduced, and she gambles for fun. And guess what? She's really good at it. Yeah, and uh, her actions end up disrupting the student body hierarchy and causing the student council to come up with a way to stop her because she is just steamrolling through everyone. And absolutely, I mean, first first episode, first day in the school, he kind of she's being led around by I I wouldn't even call him really a like the main protagonist because there's times you don't even remember he's in the dang show. Oh, Suzui, yeah. And he's like, oh, and just so you know, school's a little bit into gambling. And he's just saying it as kind of in passing. Oh, no. She takes it and she's like, well, why do you think I'm here, my man? Mm-hmm. Goodness. So that's kind of the, the basic premise of it. 
doesn't really sound interesting. Yeah. And we are going to talk about season one and two in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then season two, you deal with the president of the student body deciding to host a gambling tournament to see who's going to be the next student council president of the school mm-hmm. and then also be the clan leader of the the Bami clan, which there's all these characters introduced in season two that end with the name Bami. And, and we'll kind of talk about it a in a little bit. Fair warning for anyone who hasn't seen it and goes, eh, you know what? Heck, I'll give it a go. Let's take it. Cause it is a short show. It's a classic 12 episode per season. Season one, 2017, season two, 2019. Basically, just as a forward, just so you're aware that it's going to happen. We weren't too disappointed because it's not a show that you're going to get so invested in that you're like, dang it. But season two just ends. ends. It was really weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, we're on episode 12. Let's see if something gets. No, just kind of it ended like any other episode. And you're like, yeah. I think it was even more rushed than any other episode. It could have been. So it was, I was actually, um, jarred by kind of how the pacing of the last like two minutes ended. Yeah. Um, so we are hoping, and we have seen weird whispers about a third season, but not really sure. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really end, but it's okay. Cause as you just said, it's not really a show where. Frankly, anime in general, we're used to it at this point. Yeah. And it's, it's rated R. 17 plus for violence and profanity. So be aware of who you're watching it with and around and if your blinds are open or not, because it's not, um, (laughs) there's no nudity, but it's definitely, it's got some weird. It's not a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got anime written all over it and it could be a little. (laughs) This is the show that when um, you tell people you watch anime and if you were to show an outsider scenes from this, they're like, yeah, I knew you watch shows like this. This is one of those shows. Yeah. It's not like when you watch Sing Yesterday for Me or a cute little show where there's like uh, lewd hand-holding. No, this is like, <laughs> this is what people assume anime has in it all the time. Well, thinking back to the show too, it's not like they have these weird outbursts, but it's not like a majority of the show is them. It's just the way that these characters, just the way they handle gambling is a little, mm-hmm. little uh, blunt. Yeah, I guess is what we'll say. So that's kind of the rundown. Yeah. And it's yeah, it was fun. So let's talk talk some of these voice actors, though, because we got. Oh, man, we got some information. Yeah. So I went through the main characters, all of them to see. And I'm only basing these similar other characters they voice based off what we've watched. There are other characters. I'm sure you who's listening out there have watched shows Tom and I haven't watched. But they, a lot of them have really long voice acting careers, like really big ranges. So I only picked a handful that we would recognize and that are really popular. Sure. And this is all based on the Japanese stuff. We watched this subtitled. Yes. So our girl Yumiko, she's actually the little cutie from Darling in the Frames, Kokoro. Mm -hmm. And uh, love that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, that is her voice. I didn't even... Kind Absolutely. Of pin those two together. Hayami is the uh yeah, name she's, of the actress. Oh, yes. Thank she you. she also had something what was another one? She's Shinobu from Demon Slayer. That's the big one. Rachel from Tower of God. Oh, did not even So we both love her and, and hate her. And she's Ryu, the elf girl 
who's a badass from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Are who you is your me? squeeze. You love her. Yeah, she's awesome. So yeah, she's got a lot of characters that that we know and love from each of these shows. Absolutely. Oh, are you just going to go and do it? Don't let me stop you. Um, I was just going to go into a different character. Do you is have a... Midari? A, yes. All right, get right into it. So Midari is the chick with the eye patch in this show. A uh, psychopath. The psychopath who is supposedly on the beauty committee. And I was like, <laughs> what? Well, and it's also very Weird. interesting when you can take a show like this where basically everyone is out of their mind. <laughs> yeah. And then point to one and go, but she... <laughs> Is absolutely absurd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hers and Yumiko's, uh, not relationship, but viewing of each other as season one and two <sighs> goes on is just hilarious. Season two it was so funny, but we knew from instant one. Oh, yeah. When, right um, when her mouth opened. When Midari started talking, because we're so obsessed with her. He's just our favorite boy. <laughs> Killua from Hunter Hunter, same voice actress for both of these, and and Ray from Promise Neverland, which we talked about I before. Forget about that, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's fun, and actually, we've never heard a show where this voice actress is actually voicing a female character. <laughs> and I love as I've been looking through. Oh, and we're gonna get into it with the next person too. But a lot of these voice actors, I love, um, not so much for male voice actors but for female their voice acting career split mm. could be almost down the middle with male or female characters in anime which is makes sense though a lot of anime is dealing with like younger characters and mm -hmm. frankly when i was young i sounded like a little girl i'm sure yeah and the just the tone of their voice i think can be very androgynous it can flow between male or female sounding but it's it's just really cool to this random show that we're watching has so many big polls. Yeah. Well, Netflix, they got their money. Yeah, true. And Square Enix was one of the producers of this. Yeah, which, yeah. Hey, Square getting into anything, I'm fine with it. Love that company. So the my last person I have notes on for voice acting is Kiari, the president, the student council president. She. Momobami. Yes. Uh, is the voice actor of Kurapika. No kidding. Yeah. So we got two Hunter two Hunter, Hunter um, voice actors. And then she's Sinon from SAO. Are you kidding? Call me? out to our boy, Michael, who is obsessed with Sinon. Hey, I knew listen, he'd like that. I like her too. And that one figure, <laughs> if I, if I can just go full degenerate mode and just waste my, not waste because I like figures, but if I could just not have remorse and just buy an expensive, expensive figure yeah how I much was totally, that 300 it was up there yeah two and it was the one 200s probably it was the one from this latest season right it when was she's the archer she was the like the goddess when she came in yeah. at the end of the season God, that was so cool well, but you know what she looked great but she was in the show for two seconds it was kind of useless yeah ah, that last season <laughs> i thought i i enjoyed it i liked the first bit of it for sure but that ending blah, 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 blah. yeah that's okay. I'm always, I'm always a big fan of SAO, so I never can complain. Ain't that the truth? But yeah, whatever it was, fate, constant Netflix reminders, we finally decided to dive into the show. And I don't have any regrets. I think it's a fun ride. It's not a deep show. We're talking 
just made up. Well, some of them are real games, but a lot of made up random gambling. At one point, the show feels like Saw with that (laughs) one game with um, Midari. And it's just it's just a nice turn your brain off. Chillax quick show. Yeah. With, as mentioned, and I just want to be as forthright as we can be here. The second season's a bro. You ain't going to get any conclusions yet. You may never. So just enjoy the ride and call it a day. And you know, a note I want to make about this show is it's drawn really well. Oh, yeah. And animated really well. I mean, that's my opinion. I'm, if you have another one, that's fine. But when we watch, like right now, we're watching Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Mm-hmm. And there's bits of that show where this character's torso is like two times as long as it should be. And just angles are weird. Things aren't drawn right. And I find there's three seasons of that show now. So, and we're on season two now. So you would think that they should kind of have their act together. And this show, I feel like it's underrated Kakagurui, but it's really good. I mean, the, when they're all normal people, they're drawn really great. Mm -hmm. And then you have their awesome expressive faces, like either ugly crying or when they're looking psychotic, everything is expertly executed, I think. Well, I agree with you that some shows it's like, man, what the heck happened to the character back there? But as I said, I've heard things about the industry and just with some shows, the animators are under such a time crunch and you never know what it could be. But at the base level of what you said, absolutely. The show is pretty darn consistent. looks good the whole time. They do some very interesting 3D moves. It feels a little bit more cinematic. You can tell there was a little bit more into it. It's not just, you know, cut cut to butt or something like that. The only thing that had me tweaking every time we watched it was their skirts. Love the pattern on it. Love it all that. But the way the artists textured. The hound's tooth. Is that that, that hound's tooth texture? It just was sliding sometimes and kind of had me going, What the? Hmm. But it's a good stylistic choice, looks good, works for the thing. And as you were mentioning, nothing is better than in this show when we get a dramatic close up and one of the ugliest, even our girl, Jabami Yumiko, when she, we think she's adorable. She's the, such a cute character. There's nothing super special about her except for them red eyes. And when they cut to her and she's got like the whole screen has a red lens flare going across it. It's so good. But there are times she looks and this is this isn't even exaggerating hideous. <laughs> Sometimes their tongues are coming out of their mouth and it looks like a freaking I don't know. Yeah, but I think you uh, said the perfect word cinematic. And that's why we're married. I might say things. I can't say what I'm saying across and you can label it perfectly. So thank you. I think that's exactly the word I was looking for. Because is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon or shows like that? Like SAO. It's just it's a show. It's more action, whatever. But there's more to, I think, Kakegurui than than those. (laughs) Kakegurui. Hey, you say it however Eh. you want. I don't care. It's quicker that way. It's a hard show to say. Yeah. And hopefully we're either way we're saying it is right. It's probably True. not. Every but. time I even go to say it, there is a slight like spark of panic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what, Tom? 
lay it out. Saying there. any of the characters' names or the actual people who voice these characters, yeah. I'm always like having a slight panic attack. <laughs> Not sure if I'm pronouncing it well, right. With anime, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, true. I mean, we, we're talking about sharks in the water with fans of anime. Even if it's the worst show, there are some diehards that will fight you to the death online about stuff. We've been through it. Yeah. If you like a show, watch it. It could be just filthy garbage. It can be the <laughs> lewdest, nastiest stuff in the world. But as long as you're watching in the comfort of your own home and not putting it on a jacket or something <laughs> weird like that, eh, you can do that too. I don't care. Yeah. Ooh. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. Just don't, don't rub your boo thing on me. <laughs> just, <laughs> Nothing all- beats the wrapped cars. Oh like my gosh. What, uh, Pay Money Wubby did. I kind of want one of those. Listen. You're turning heads when you got stuff like that going. Goodness gracious. I wouldn't do what he did necessarily, but I really like it. Yeah, that's cool. I, I would do that. (laughs) I'm like serious. I would do that. (laughs) If if I ever win the lottery, I will, I will do that to your car. How's that? Oh, cool. I'll even let you pick. And who am I going to have on the car? Options are endless. Are you going to have zero too? I mean, I could, but I'm asking you, this is a rhetorical no, it's going to be all my boy bays. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hello. Shishomaru. Oh, Shishomaru. That's true. That was, you know what? That was selfish of me. Just every time I've seen a car, it's generally an, an anime girl. It's not. Oh, so um, we were talking about this the other day and I said, wait, because I wanted to talk about it during the podcast. I and thought it'd be interesting. Let's get after it. So I want you to tell me what my favorite three, four, seven characters are my seven favorite like who are my seven boy favorite crushes well see that's a lot harder because there's definitely not as much of a range as far as male characters go in these shows but i mean we already kind of been through it i know sashomaru i know that you probably like see this is where it gets scary (laughs) and then i'm gonna guess what i think your favorites are like is there multiple for minuyasha uh No, no. Really? No, I have one character from, I don't have duplicates from any show. I'll just say that. Are you a Todoroki type of girl? No, not really. I don't, I don't really like any of, I like the show and I like the characters, but I think they're too young for me as a 30 year old woman to um, (laughs) like have a crush on any of those characters. True. But then there's times it's very tough, right? We were, we were talking with uh, my sister-in-law one, at one point and I was like, oh yeah, Oscar uh, from Evangelion, I love her to death. She's great. She's like, ew, she's 14. I'm like, yeah, I watched the show when I was like 14. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even remember how old, but it's a benefit of being a fictional anime character is you don't age. Yeah. But we do. And there's nothing realer than that. And here we are, both of us, 30 years of age, watching cartoons and loving them. Oh, yeah. I don't think I can watch normal TV anymore. I'm too disappointed. True. <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> what? Okay, well, th- I can only name two. Okay, uh, Karama. Oh, Karama. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I do love um, Yamato from Say I Love You. He's like... Yeah, he's kind of like him. Yeah, he's charming. But I, I think I have a crush on him because I love that story so much. True. It is so cute. There's four. And you wanted me to name what? Six? Uh, there's three more. 
So you wanted me to name seven off the top of the dome here? You you should. You should know. Okay, one of them might be hard and I'll give it to you. But every girl has a crush on him. Who's that? Levi from Attack on Titan. Titan And there's a theme. Once you like hear the main all the character of any of these shows, <laughs> Levi's not a main character. He is when he's on the screen. I'll oh, tell you that much. Man, so true. We cannot wait to start this new season, but we're letting it pile up. Get that a couple and episodes or Yasha Shima, Yasha Hime. I have not started. Yasha Hime. Oh, you are. I've and the fandom is not very happy with how they're drawing Inuyasha and Seshomaru. Yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. And, and Promise Neverland. I was just going to say that. And now we're just sitting here dreaming. We're hoping for a little bit of that Maiden Abyss to come back. Oh, yes. We still got to talk that movie. I'm sure we've said that before. Anywho, let's get back to it. Let's finish these two characters really quick. So Goku Black. Goku Black. See, these are all obvious when you say them. (laughs) And then Honey, he's not anime, but Cloud. Cloud Strife. Yeah, of course. So... So those are my seven. That's a good list. And I'm going to say yours are. And oh, I'm sorry. So now do you have to do seven? Uh, no, I'm just going to because I don't know how many you have. I just picked those. I, okay, go with just for the sake of speed. Give me four. Four. Okay. Maki from Maki Fire Force. Maki yep. um, Sango from Inuyasha. Okay, this is too easy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to. Uh, run through. See, isn't it tough when you're on Asana the spot? from Evangelion. Asana from Evangelion. As- Do tell. Asuka. Sorry, I always get them mixed up. Yeah. They're like one. Asuka's pretty much fallen off the list. Oh. But okay. I mean, I still like, I mean, she's cool in the show and she's a psychopath, but I don't know. I wouldn't put her in my top. Okay. So she's not in one of your fours. Um, yeah, no. Ooh. Maki. I said um, Sango. Sango. And two more. Is one of them from SAO? Is it? You don't like Sinan that much. Do you? Asana. You do like Asana that yes. much? I thought we had an episode and I was ride or die for Asana. And I thought you were like giving me slack for it. Maybe I was. My I'm always shifting. I don't know. And uh, Android 18? Or Android launch? 18. That's too easy. I'd take Android 18 over launch. I want day. the record to show that I know my husband's preferences more than he knows mine. Well. <laughs> sure. As you were saying it, I knew it. Get back to the gambling show. That was a gamble right there. You would have taken all my money. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fun. That was one of my major complaints of the show. If we have to get into like pros and cons right now. Sure. I got some gripes. Is some of the games were fun. Had some cool little options going. But I did find myself and I don't know if it's because we were eating dinner. I was just in more of a relaxed mood and not paying attention. Some of these games, the rules, I was like, I'm lost. I don't know what's happening, but I hope our girl wins. Yeah. Um, I kept having, I kept requesting for us to rewind so I could, and I don't think it helps that we're reading the subtitles and they do talk very fast. Yeah. So if we would have paused, read it all the way through, played, whatever, but then, but then you're losing the experience of watching it in the full scene. But yeah, I thought the games, that was one of my biggest things was I had no idea what most of the game's rules were. Most of the time, I just was watching it to watch it. And Is it too big of a gripe? No, because you're, again, you're just there for the ride. But yeah. yeah it's yeah. not really for the gamble per se. It's more for the outcome. But that's just it. Is that gripe even, I think it's valid, but is the show really concerned with the rules of the game? Does it actually matter? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that there's people out there who have iqs higher than us that 
that can oh, follow it and I probably can guarantee find that from flaws. my end of the spectrum here. <laughs> we, we oh well did you have any pros that you were gonna say um i mean i love the music music was killer i loved the intro of the first season and it was always it would always end on this one sound though oh. that i was getting so annoyed with by the end of it. if you hit <laughs> skip intro you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but <laughs> Yeah, the music was great. It kind of reminded me because it was a little jazzy um, remix kind of. So it reminded me of when we watched that Gundam movie, yeah. Desert Storm. Desert it, Storm. Is that what it was, right? Joe is rolling right now. <laughs> what, what was it called? That's right. Well, it's, it had two parts. One of them was Desert Something, I thought. Like there, when you watched it in movie form. That's fair um desert something but yeah i thought the movie was or my gosh the soundtrack was really good (laughs) um and i already talked about the way the the show was drawn i i love when characters have ranges of motion um, emotions and the drawing i mean when the voice actors go from talking normal to being completely 110 percent more expressive Absolutely. I really You've love got, that too. Uh, Yomazuki, the little girl with the lollipop. Yeah. When she goes from her cute little lolly voice and then <laughs> when someone is going serious, she gets these dead eyes. That those shifts are what make the show. You're waiting every moment for just that snap. Mm-hmm. And that happens all the time with uh, Yumiko and Midari because at some point there's that shift where and this is where I was talking about earlier was the saw vibe. Mm-hmm. There is one time that uh, Yumiko and Midari end up getting into a little gamble and it is like a Russian roulette style. Literally with a gun. You have to load bullets depending on how many cards. It's like this whole drawn out thing. And we're not talking just, oh, we're gambling chips. No, now we've got some some life issues happening. You might die in this one. and. Yumiko's ride or die. It's all about the gamble. It's not about the winning. It's not about the losing. It is that high. Mm -hmm. And boy, howdy, does she like it? Judged on all of the shots of her just reaching through her legs. Goodness gracious. And that's that's the part where shield your eyes, children. Trade it (laughs) on. If you're a child watching it, yeah. But in that moment, something she doesn't like the rules and the way that Madari was doing it. And from that moment on, anytime. That she go, Madari goes to talk to Yumiko. I love that she'll then talk to a third party and go. In season two, yeah. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And yeah, character design was pretty good. A lot of them are pretty normal looking except for, well, no, actually character design was, the main character is the one who's the most plain looking. Mm-hmm. But we still love her. I love her little cropped haircut in the front, like at the shoulders and then yeah. it's long in the back. Yeah, very cute. and. Even though it's one of the even more plain than her because she's wearing a mask. We've got. Uh, oh, my gosh. Momobami Ririka, which is the vice president. Mm-hmm. And she's just wearing this mask and she's got this voice modulation thing. So she sounds like a robot instantly drawn to that character. I don't know what it was. She was creeping me out just standing in the back background. And then she starts getting a little bit more presence in the show as she's tailing around Mary. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, some about it. I'd have to if I had to put a who's your favorite character. Oh no! When a character has that twinge of mystery, I think they're always gonna be like a top character. I of course, because we see her more, I'd have to give the gold medal to Jabami Yumiko. But 
My personal favorite, got to say the vice president. Yeah. I think my favorite character is Yumiko as well, but I really love the treasurer of the student council, Menuda, especially in season two, which I'll talk about my favorite part in a little bit when we get there. Well, I'd actually consider ourselves there. So let's get, let's do it. I have some stacked scenes. Okay. I don't. I'll start. I'll start with season one because I'm, my headspace is there right now. Hey, handle it. I love Yumiko's and the president's gamble at the end with the tarot cards on the table. Didn't understand the premise of the game. Ain't that the truth? And I'll tell you though, what is nice, anytime you can get our boy Suzui involved, he just gets dragged around. He does. He's kind of, kind of a beta. A little bit of a beta. He's willing to do anything for Yumiko, which ain't we all. I, I mean, I'm into it when she's like getting into it. So I can see like why he's into being around her. I'm sure sure he's wanting her to put out, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's her prerogative at all. That's not even her her gamble. But I think that's why I love that ending Mm -hmm. bit because he, based on the game, they have to win a certain amount of points. Yeah. And he does not know what card he should get, obviously. And there's that like little bit of blue that was put on the card. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I just go? Could this be a purposeful signal? Could it not be? What do I do here? Yeah. And he gets right into Yumiko's good graces by saying, you know what? I could go with that, but I'm actually going for a gamble. And, and she. she- loses it she's about about to blow and anytime yumiko has an interaction that's sensual like that which will lead into my second favorite scene um i'm i'm down a hundred percent yeah when she's like getting all up like into it and they almost animated it too and i don't know we haven't seen we haven't seen any of the manga but when she is getting into this and she's doing her monologues about, yes, that's the glory of the gambling or whatever. And she like poses next to any character that happens to be doing that. It's like they are ready to just screenshot that, turn it into a figure and print it. I'm surprised <laughs> that we haven't seen more figures from the show, but that could just be from lack of looking. Mm. Cause there are some cool, cool like shots. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. What was that second one they were going to talk? You can go right into that one. If oh, like. so My second one, it's kind of going out of order with my favorite scenes, but in season two, when you get Yumiko, she's doing the gamble with the tax box. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she invited Manuda to come and partake, even though he's lost everything. The poor guy, (laughs) he grayed out. He grayed out in one episode. With all the stress from the last gamble with her. Um, I can't. If I'm not mistaken, that was like billions of yen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... He was cleared out. That was one heck of a deal. And uh, I can't remember. She... I They're trying to figure out who the fake person is in this gambling situation. Yeah, there's a and, traitor among them. Mm-hmm, and Menuda is starting to go into his monologue on the purpose of gambling and how he's going to team up with Yumiko and whatever. And she's getting really turned on. And there's a part where she is in front of him, has her back arch and is reaching her hand around to like his head. It's hot. That's okay. A, and see, that's it. Imagine a figure of that. That'd be sick. Yeah, I like it. 
That's yeah. a, that was a good scene. I can agree with that. <laughs> Any, the, the sensual situations, as I just said a minute ago, I'm into it. That's, my, that's mostly what my favorite scenes are. And even though it could be a little uncomfortable to watch people, it's not like this, it's not a dirty show. It truly isn't. It's very... It's just the way they get excited in this show is just a little, just a little peculiar. All right. Yeah. Just a little bit off the old beaten path. I think the only part of the show that was uncomfortable was when you had Eyepatch Girl, and I can never remember her name, Midari. Oh, in the when, bathroom stall. Yeah, season one, she's like feeling herself, and it's just a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the most risque of them. Granted, her character, Loose Cannon, her biggest fad with the gambling. I don't even know if that's the good use of fad, but she loves any gamble that like has injury or her life being taken. I think that's her ultimate goal is to have her life taken in a gamble or something. Well, you find out that the reason why she's missing her eye is a gamble involving the president. I think she lost a huge gamble. She and shoved a pen in her eye. Yeah, I think the president asked if she could take her eye out because she's always wanted to see the back of an eyeball. And she don't know why she ruined that for the president by putting a pencil or a pen in her eye. And that's how she lost it. So she's been looking for that next level of euphoric feeling i guess by losing another body part or her life life going from eyeball to life is a big jump it's a swing it's a gamble <laughs> and i'll tell you even though we've sprinkled some opinions in here we'll kind of do a quick at the end of this rundown of favorite characters and least favorite because i i definitely want to talk about the president very interesting character mine if i had to go top of my head if i can think of oh a scene that one that was pretty crazy i'm not saying it was like my favorite by any means but one that sticks with me is there is jabami's first gamble with oh yes she's like the youngest person on the council she's got like the shorter hair i forget what her name is oh yes who has the nails samuragi yes they're gambling i'm and sorry so so Jabami, I keep calling her either Jabami or Yumiko. Let's just go Yumiko. I'm sorry about yep. that. Yumiko gambles with her, ends up just, I like the old switcheroo. And there's times that they get you because she's not always winning and you end up finding out. And that's kind of what gives you the impression that she's so crazy later on. But at first she is unstoppable. And this is one of those segments where she's unstoppable. She gambles with this, the youngest of the student council. This is kind of her first infiltration of getting to the big boys and girls in this case and the gamble at one point got to the point where the student council member says okay if you lose i get to take your nails like mm -hmm. off of your hand okay first off gross <laughs> at one point later in the show she had lost whatever there's this character development and she finally gets into a huge gamble and this is actually with manuda later and she's willing to go in on this thing and to show that she is, she takes her fingernails, puts it in her mouth and rips all five of her fingernails off at one moment. Yep. Yep. All 10. That is, that's a banger of a scene. Yeah. That was actually one of my, the end of that favorite. I'm sorry. The end of that scene is one of my favorites mm. words. When Sumeragi, when at the end of the gamble with, Yumiko and Menuda and she has her face covered and it looks like she's crying. Yeah. And Manuda is going to call the bluff on whatever their card game is, mm -hmm. which the person declares if the higher or lower hand is going to win. And Yumiko and Sumeragi end up winning. But you find out like 
she pulls her hands partially away and it's like the most creepy eyes ever oh, like yeah. the gotcha eyes it is that is so good <laughs> the expressions are basically the i don't know it's the icing on the cake mm-hmm. and it's generally what is gonna that's what's giving you the most entertainment is just these these shifts in that and so yeah i'll let you you do another one and then I'll, i got another one actually. i just have one more oh, okay. i love in season two you got the character of batsubami Mm-hmm. who's kind of the servant of the Bami clan. Oh, yeah. And she ends up hosting the, what do you call, auction. The auction, For yeah. all of the vote chips, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. And they end up finding out that she's kind of rigging the game. And Yumiko is, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, undermining kind of her plans. Mm-hmm. And Batsubami ends up, doing like a mini transformation, whipping off her glasses and runs her hands through her hair and just looks like a complete badass. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Oh, that was absolutely fun. I think, and granted it's a whole segment, but luckily they, it was near the end of season two. I got to say, because that was kind of right after that actually is the president's tower gamble was also, I loved the end when you're thinking that the president's apprentice, not apprentice, but secretary, secretary, is in a gamble with Yumiko and it's this whole tower. Yumiko, of course, ends up solving it because she's the best. <laughs> but during this whole thing, you're actually focused very much on the secretary and she's just obsessed with the president. And at this point, she just is thinking she's going to win. She's got the win in her eyes. And then when she notices that she loses at the end, that when they drew her face there, actually, you know what? Most of these favorite moments is just cue a crazy face shift. That was a good moment in the show, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, they, they knew when to use it and when not to yeah. like, uh, the, I don't need it in SpongeBob. I think I mentioned this in a previous <laughs> episode when they do that crazy up close detail <laughs> shot of SpongeBob getting all shriveled and stuff. Good. Just good stuff. That good. was a great segment of the show. The tower game. It was, it was fun. It was different too. It kind of escalated things where all the other ones were tabletop games or little things. Well, Actually, we did have the finger guillotine. That was oh, a fun little segment. Yeah. And that is also you get more humor between <laughs> Yumiko and uh, Midari. And that's just one of those things that I loved every moment they interacted after she was so over it. <laughs> Some of my favorite moments in the show, I can't pick them just because I know there was one in the hallway and all stuff like that. But any interaction between them is like a favorite moment of mine. And the finger guillotine. Goodness gracious. You want to talk about a a character that's just new to the episode being the most confident and down to completely and utterly defeated within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what our main girl does. She will break you down to your core. And that's why we love. It. Yeah. Which is, which is a gripe of the show. I would say there's a part during the tax game that they're playing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there is a character. I don't know who it is, but someone confronts Yumiko and basically says, you know, are you, you're fine with destroying people's lives and stuff? Cause a lot of the people she plays against. Oh yeah. Either has like a mental breakdown after, or like something happens to them. Yeah. And I didn't agree with that because all of these people that she ends up gambling, A, end up coming to her to gamble, especially in season one. True. She does seek out a couple, but When it comes to what they're betting and if they lose the bet and then they're on a life plan or they have, they're a kitten or a Fido or whatever, or mittens, I guess. Yeah. 
um, they're doing it of their own volition. Absolutely. I have no remorse for any of these characters. Do I feel bad in, in kind of the instant and they're crying? Sure. But this is a lesson in personal responsibility. Okay. And the president has set up this school to be a, an aquarium, a fish tank, a, a fish eat fish world. And yeah, you'll feel bad for characters. Sure. But they got into it. You did it to yourself. Just like in the first episode of season one, Mary ends up challenging Yumiko to that rock, paper, scissors game. Mm -hmm. And Mary came in all confident, bet however much she wanted to bet. And I did she and she ended up losing. Oh, yeah. She went from calling the shots in class to a a house pet. Yeah. So listen, put up or shut up. I mean, in also. Okay, pivots to, this is going to be my last favorite moment. So glad we just segued there because my brain, <laughs> I forgot about it until just now. Even when Yumiko ends up being a mittens, aka a house pet, basically Aww. if you go into debt, you're considered a house pet and the people at school, doesn't matter if it's in class, after class, they can be as rude to you as they want. They can do all this stuff. So right when Yumiko ends up being a house pet for the first time, these three girls come up and they're trying to bully her. She leans right into it. She's like, I'm a little cat. And she's doing this whole. Uh, she gets on the floor and. Sequence and meow. stuff. And just the way she turned it on them was awesome. And they were like, oh, you're weird. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> And it's like, boom, that's just it. Bullies only have power if you let them continue to do it. You flip it on their head, it's a done deal. Yeah, they only want to mess with you when you're going to be all. You know, when you when you when take you actually it, but, react. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story is become a robot. Do not show emotion. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, good. I'd say good show. It's not incredible. I think it is a little predictable. Absolutely. I did get a little annoyed with the whole Yumiko wins LOL line of the show. Oh, sure. She, even if she doesn't come out on top, she has this sense of she won every game which got a little boring i wish she did trip up especially in season two she won every single gamble gamble i wish they kind of switched that up a little bit and it was kind of a it it was that what do they call it it was that baddie of the week mm -hmm. formula basically kind of it was kind of shown in it felt like a tournament arc almost and yeah unfortunately our main character I like that she's leagues above the rest and that she ends up getting this nice relationship with uh, Momobami, the president. But yeah, no, it's definitely a good complaint. I think there's there's plenty of things that can be said, but when you go into a show expecting nothing, it certainly helps. I think expectation is key. Mm-hmm. I never want to go into an anime show and say, oh, I have heard this is incredible. I am ready for this. And no, usually no. when we do is when we're disappointed. So Exactly. If you can just go in with set expectations and go, you know what, I hope it's all right. Then even if it sucks, you can take, there's a takeaway from any show possible. Yeah. Even though I have a few critiques of the show, we've already talked about most of them. I don't not like the show any less. It's just, you know, it's, it's just something, but I guess it doesn't have to be the best show. And we can maybe start throwing this into our little uh, critiques and pros and cons and stuff is recommendable. Yay or nay? I think it depends on the person, it does honestly, depend on the person. for I've got show. some degenerate friends and it's like, yay to that. But I've got a lovely mom who has actually, since starting this podcast, started watching a few anime. Probably wouldn't recommend it to her. <laughs> That's a probably a no-go for the parent, but... Yeah. I think it depends. If, if you're ride or die romance slash life, slice of life, 
anime would not recommend this to you. But if you watch the shows that are a little bit more daring, I guess, and action-y, I would probably suggest this one. I think, yeah, it just depends on what you're into, which goes for any anime. And that's just it. Maybe that won't be. Maybe that won't be a segment. Maybe that segment just showed up and died in the same <laughs> instance because yeah, it is very hard to talk about recommendations. Yeah. When we were first in, I'm sorry. And I always then say the same thing over and over saying, I've mentioned this before, but our friend, Michael, once I kind of got a little bit of what he was into introducing him to like Takagi and in that whole genre, that was a no brainer. I knew, I knew he was in and now he's, Telling me shows, which is great. <laughs> but yeah, if you got nothing else to watch, give it a go. Yeah, it's easy to watch season one and two in a weekend if you got nothing to do. Yeah. And heck, even just watch season one. You don't even have to watch season two. I think there were some killer moments from two. But I if think, you don't yeah. want to have a half ending, just watch season one, 12 episodes. And I think whatever. how it ends is fine. Even, yeah, as you said, if you don't want to get into season two yet, I think where they ended, if they just did season one, it would have, I would have been content. I think when I was a newer anime watcher, I would have been frustrated with some of the endings of the shows we've watched. Sure. But now that I am more seasoned, I would say, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've learned to come to terms with how animes end. And, that, and not having to feel satisfied every time. In that beautiful anime it teaching is. life lessons of. Closure is great and in a lot of circumstances you need closure and it helps, but anime starts chipping away at that. You can just let it go. Because mm-hmm. man, I am so scared to get into some things and I've already put my own stop on some shows, FLCL, the original six episodes, and then it's done. Don't tell me that there's more. It's done. <laughs> and that's the way it's going to be. Because then that might taint your uh, thinking of Exactly. The first six. I'm not ruining that. But anywho, I think we can close out with just a little bit of character talk. It's going to be nice, short and sweet because at the end of the day, it's a very easy show to know exactly who most people are going to find to be their favorite potentially. It's a good little cla- little cast. It's not going to be hard to remember everyone. That's a good thing about the show. Jabami Yumiko, the best character in the show. Yeah, She I like leads her. it, she runs it, and that's great. Then you've got personal favorites, like I told you. The vice president, which is going to be vice president Momobami, not the president, but vice president. Love her to death for no reason then. I just purely like the aesthetic of the character and the voice is super cool. Has mediocre moments within the show. I think she's stronger in season one and the first half of season two. Once once her face is revealed and her other nature, I think she loses a little bit of that appeal for me. Well, it's a nice dynamic, though. Because you think, oh my gosh, you find out that it's the twin of the president. But then you see how much of a softy she is. I don't know. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It was an all right dynamic. And Mary has some good development in this. I like that they end up being friends. Yumiko ends up basically turning everyone into her friend. Mm-hmm. Is it hokey? Is it gaudy? Sure. For a short show, it's fun, though. I like that they all turn around and they go from jerks into tra- trust, friendship, yada, yada. And then I think the... M- other most notable is going to be Kirari Momobami, which is the president. She and Yumiko are just <laughs> two, are two sides peas. of the same coin. Yep. Two peas in a pot, as you were going to say. Yeah, they are definitely 
gamblers who want to have the same experience. They are looking for that pinnacle of gambles. Yeah. Mentioned earlier, it's not about what necessarily could be the outcome. It's just the rush of the gamble, which in in most senses, and I think in real life, we'd call that an addict. (laughs) But the word addict came and went within the first 30 seconds of the show. You knew that they are beyond addiction. They Mm -hmm. are something else. Lifestyle, baby. Yeah. But no, you can tell between those two, the president and Yumiko, that they're of a different breed and that there's a reason that they're such powerhouses. They've just got the strongest of wills. They've just got that. And it was actually a nice, sweet moment between the president and her secretary after the tower when she jumped from it. That was a pretty, that was a nice little twist. Most of the show's predictable, as you'd mentioned. So it was nice to have something that you're like, oh, what's she doing? When you think that she's actually jumping to her death and... And she ends up just being a sweetie pie and jumping with her and they end up landing in that padded area. Well, as the president said, if she did not pick that door. Oh, yeah, true. She could have. She would have died. So I, yeah, they kind of glossed over that. She just went to a door, jumped, and it was, I don't know, door 10 or something like the last door. But um, I do love the president because uh, they say, obviously, the word president in Japanese, kaicho. Yeah. I always think of Kaguya-sama and I love it. So I think that's my favorite thing about the show is I can hear that word so much and I just love (gasps) it because of how much I love that show. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. Kaguya-sama, I can't (sighs) wait to, there's so many shows that I do want to, if we weren't in such a mood of just wanting to watch more so we can talk about more, there's so many, Kaguya is on the top of that list of a rewatch. Not even just talk about for the podcast, but there are so many shows that we've had saved for so long True. that I've heard. I mean, look at how long it took us to watch The Promised Neverland. I feel like that took us a while. We finally watched Erased. But how divine of us to wait for Promised Neverland because then it was a shorter wait for season two, which has started and it's killing me to not watch it. Yeah, there's a lot that have and Started I need to try and keep on. you off of Instagram because you know how to find spoilers. Yeah. If yeah. anyone needs spoilers, go ahead and message our Instagram account. <laughs> oh, and that's right. We do have an Instagram account. If you guys aren't following us, please go do so. <laughs> uh, might be doing a couple of videos at some point. I'm not putting that. I'm, that's a, that's in pencil. That is not in pen. <laughs> I might erase that. But who knows? I got some figures I'd like to talk about. Maybe video would be fun. I don't know. Yeah. I also don't want to be cringy. <laughs> and that's just going to be exactly what happens if my face goes on camera, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the I Married We podcast. Gotta say, pretty big fan of you. Hope you're a big fan of us. Danielle, if you could say goodbye in any sort of way that would tell them that this episode may have concluded, that would be awesome. See you guys. <laughs>